scripture says that the Roman officer and all the other soldiers at the crucifixion were terrified by the earthquake and all that had happened. They said this man was truly the son of God. Let us pray. Now, O oh God, we are grateful and thankful that it has come to this place and this point in our service where we lift up your word. God, we ask that you will cover us, anoint us, appoint us, O oh God, for this very hour and the mission that you have given us. God, and that is to come and to speak your word to this, your waiting congregation. Now, O oh God, let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts, that it be acceptable to you. Because you are our rock and our redeemer. And the people of God said amen and amen and amen. Pastor Keith and I are going to come to you this morning in the way we believe that the Lord has given us to share a word or a message. And the, the sermonic theme that uh, has come to mind this morning is the cross. And the crisis. The cross and the crisis. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, uh, men, women, boys and girls, anyone who is under the sound of my voice, I think we all would agree that the time in which we live right now is being classified as a crisis. Am I right about it, Pastor Keith? Uh, uh -huh, unless you have uh, truly been in uh, severe hibernating conditions or, or you have uh, found yourself, as people might say, under a rock somewhere, uh, you will know that the, the situation at hand with this virus that has spread from one part of the world uh, across the globe has placed so many of us in a panic. Uh, it's placed people in a state of fear, in a state of frustration, uh, in a place of doubt, and, and maybe people just are, 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 are just um, don't understand. Uh, it places us, uh, uh, Pastor Keith, in my head uh, as the word that we keep seeing over and over on the television is that there is a crisis in the land. If we look across our own United States, we see where places like Seattle, Washington, and New York City have been hit hard by this devastation and by the, 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 the public health situation that we are all facing. And so as I began to look deeper at this thing about a crisis, I, I decided to look it up so I would have a better understanding as to uh, what the dictionary writers uh, call a crisis. See, because crisis for people, for some, a crisis for one person may not be a crisis for somebody else. Amen, somebody. But the dictionary.com tells me that a crisis is actually a stage. It's a stage and a sequence of events at which the trend, the trend, the trend for all future events, especially for better or for worse, is determined. That's the thing that a crisis can do. It can determine whether the future can be better or the future.
future can be worse. In other words, a crisis can bring us to a turning point. Am I talking to anybody in the house this morning? Well, 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 uh, most of us, most of us have experienced, uh, we, we've known what a crisis looks like, we've known what a crisis has felt like uh, before the pandemic of COVID-19. Am I right about it? We have, uh, some of us have had crisis in our marriage relationship. Uh, some of us have had a health crisis. Uh, some of us have had financial crisis. Uh, some of us have, have even had a spiritual crisis where something has come up that has caused us to doubt our faith uh, or not trust in the God whom we said that we would serve until we died. Uh, I know I'm right about it. We as pastors have talked to people who have come to a crisis in their faith, but that can also be a turning point uh, if it is handled right, right, and if it is is handled well. The thing about a crisis that really can get to me is that a crisis can can really be almost anything that seems like it's out of your control. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. And that's often the place where we find ourselves and where we find most of ourselves sitting right now. You see, a crisis, a crisis takes what was our norm and either makes us believe it is abnormal, or it looks abnormal, or it brings us to a place of a new normal. Uh -huh. Many of us, many of us, I've talked to people on the phone and, and, and they have declared that what we see now, what we live now and experience now is really a new normal. In other words, uh, uh, there has been enough of a significant shift in our natural world that will also or should also impact our spiritual world. I believe I'm right about it. If we take a look, can I look at the text this morning? Can I look at the text? Can we look at the text together as we come together and worship the Lord and the Spirit and in the in the bond of unity. He has directed us, uh, Pastor Keith, to look at his mighty word uh, because if we really think about it, uh, a crisis took place over 2,000 years ago at a place called Calvary. Yes. Oh my goodness, oh my goodness, it was a crisis. It was a crisis. If we would turn to Matthew 27, which I read for your hearing, you can read the story for yourself, but but, but when we get to Matthew 27, we begin to, to see the death of Jesus on the cross uh, through the eyes of his servant, his apostle Matthew. Uh, Matthew highlights uh, his unfair trial. Oh, yes, he does. Uh, he exposes the beatings that took place uh, on the back of Jesus. Uh, we can hear, we can almost hear with our own ears if we listen to the words carefully. We can hear the soldiers mocking our Lord. Uh, some of us cringe at the thought of the people who thought it was all right and that it didn't matter if they took and spat upon Christ as he is on his way. I'm telling you, 2,000 years ago, there was a crisis at Calvary. Yes. We, we can imagine, we can imagine, if, if you would for a minute, can you 
Imagine them stripping him naked and the only thing they allowed him to wear was a crown of thorns that was placed on his head, pushed down in his flesh where blood would run down. All of these things, all of these things that took place to Jesus that were painful even beyond our own imagination. Yet, 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 that wasn't the worst of it all. When we get around in the text, I did not read it, but if you take a look at verse number 35 in our text, it says that after they nailed him to the cross, the soldiers gambled for his clothes by throwing dice. As he hung there, more yelling, more taunting, more teasing the people who passed by our God. Said, if you really are the Son of God, why don't you save yourself and come down from the cross? In other words, they were saying in effect that he really, if he had the power, like he said he did, he would end the crisis without much difficulty at all. Yet, my Bible tells me that he stayed in place, Pastor Keith. People of God, don't you know that it always will cost you more to go through the tough times in life than it costs to abort our mission and let it go. As past, as time passed by, our Jesus our Jesus hung there. He grew weaker. He was in sheer agony and was very close to death. The people watched him as he drew his last breath. They were on a brink of a crisis. This was a turning point in the history of mankind. Life would never be the same. The gospel writer, Matthew, records in verses 45 through 53 that the earth responded to the crisis. Darkness fell upon the land. The curtain in the temple tore in two from the top to the bottom. The earth shook. The rocks 
the dead came back to life. The Roman soldier stood in place, terrified at what he had witnessed. This was something they had never seen before. And soon, they realized that they were in the midst of a crisis because they realized that he was who he said he was. He was the Son of God. Come on, Pastor Keith, help me out here. Help me out. And so the cross of Jesus was the place of crisis. I think Pastor I has painted the picture for us today. People were shocked. They were shattered and they were shaken by the events that had unfolded in their presence. I know there are some shocked people today. Some are shattered because they don't know the God that we know. Some are just shaken by these events. They're afraid. They're, they are calling on different people. They're going to and fro, not knowing which way to go. But they are shaken by the events. They, they are in crisis. So let us look briefly at three things that crisis has the potential to do in our lives. Number one, a crisis can get our attention. There is nothing like a crisis taking place in life that can get our attention. I believe right now some people who never had an attention getter has an attention getter right now. Coronavirus has done just that. Anytime we face drastic change or disruption in the flow of life, it, it has a way of stopping us in our tracks and causes us to reassess, mm -hmm. causes us to reevaluate, causes us to look at the direction in which we are going, the direction in which we are living, the things that we may not have thought about way back when that we need to think about. We're starting to think about them now because a shift has happened in the atmosphere. Today we are in the midst of the coronavirus crisis and this situation has gotten our attention. If it hadn't gotten yours, let me raise my hand because it's gotten my attention. I don't know about you, but I've been praying to God ever since it first came out. And I have placed my attention on him. Not so much the virus, but on Jesus Christ. This coronavirus has slowed our roll, y'all. And life has come to a screeching halt. We can't just run into the mall like we've been doing. We can't just go out there and, and start talking to people like we've been doing. We can't even hardly go to 
to the grocery store, but we got to go and eat somewhere. And so things have changed with a screeching halt. Life has changed. God may not have caused the virus to attack us like it has, but let me tell you something. He is using it. Let me say that again. He is using it. He is using it to get our attention. Some of us need attention because we needed more family time. Some of us needed more prayer time. Some of us needed more time to direct our lives toward the things that matter the most. And our attention to God matters more than anything. We've been talking about it all week. We're telling people, don't uh, layer your, your thoughts on fear. You need peace over panic. You need God over everything. And then let me tell you this, a crisis leads to change. That's a good thing because... We have to admit that any time a crisis enters our world, things change. We saw this after 9-11 on the attacks on America. People were running the church. They knew God like never before for about two weeks. And then after two weeks was up, you couldn't hardly find anybody in church anymore. They changed for the moment. But that 9-11 attack changed our entire way of life in this country. And we have had to have homeland security, beef up in security uh, apparatus around us ever since. You can't just get on the airplane with what you used to get on with. You have to look at all the things that, that you have to do to make sure that everybody is safe on the airplane, even down to taking your shoes off to get on the plane because some nonsensical person decided that they could put explosives in their shoes at one time. So things change. This situation, 9-11, led us to change the way we handle our homeland security. And so now we, we, we travel differently in an unprecedented way, we, we unprecedented way, we we have unprecedented precautions. We we have them in place now. But today, here's another change: the coronavirus. That crisis threatened the health and well-being of every living person across the globe, and it is at our front doors. I don't know about you, but even I get scared every now and then. And to know that the virus is out there, even in the air, does offer some crisis in my mind. But I got Jesus, let me tell you. And that is enough. So I don't have to worry that, that if anything were to happen. I mean, I, I know that there can be some, some, some fear but we don't have to worry because Jesus is enough. As long as God is in control, we don't have to worry. We can let this crisis lead us to change, number three, in our selfish ways. Let the crisis help us 
change those negative attitudes. Do you not know that some people have held on to their negative attitudes in the middle of this crisis? But we've got to let the crisis help our fellow sisters and brothers know who we are in a crisis, that we are children of God. But we know that these times can bring out the best and also the worst in us. There are reports out there past the eye that are showing that the crisis has brought out the worst in us because there are people buying food and toiletries and not even giving a thought to the person coming behind them. They're trying to get everything for themselves. They're trying to, to uh, overdo it. And, and the, the stores have had to put limits on how much people could take out of that, their uh, stores. We have people who uh, are, are just trying to get themselves food and drink. And others are being ugly and and then there are those who are just beside themselves. Let me tell you this. Last night, I went to Popeye's. Get a Popeye's chicken sandwich and a few pieces of chicken for myself. And it took, I guess, about an hour to get through the line because, of course, nobody's going in the store. And as I went to the store and got up to the, to the uh, counter to pay the bill, uh, I leaned on the, the horn of the car by mistake. And as I leaned, I hit the horn, bop, bop, bop. And so the guy inside the store said, uh, are they blowing at you? And I said, no, 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 that was me. I did that by mistake. And so the guy said to me, well, uh, that uh, I'm, I'm glad because if that had been me, uh, I would have, uh, and he used explicatives. I would have told them where to go. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And I looked at him and I said, and God told me, you got to be showing him the face of God in this moment. So I told him, I said, no, 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 that's not what we do. And he looked at me with a puzzled look. I said, no, that's not the Christian thing to do. And he said to me, uh, well, I'm not religious. And I said to him, well, in times like these, I think you need to get as close to God as you can. So I hope the message went through. I hope that in crisis time, people know that they have got to lean on Jesus. They've got to trust in God. So our message to you is let this crisis change your heart. Let it change your disposition. Let it change all of us for the good of them who love the Lord because we're all in this together. Well, we bless God for that. Well, we have, hopefully we have uh, shown you that there are at least a couple of ways that a crisis can change our lives if we are open up to it and what it can do. Uh, the first thing we told you is that a crisis can get our attention, and we believe that it has. Uh, we believe that uh, a crisis can also lead to change us for the better if you let it. Uh, but can I give you just 
my final point today, and that is a crisis can lead us to the cross. Oh, somebody needs to know that this morning, that a crisis can lead us to the cross. Uh, you see, in our text this morning, Pastor Keith, we showed how the cross was the initial place of the crisis that we talked about. People were afraid. People were confused as to what had just taken place in their world right before their very eyes. The crisis seemingly caused an instability in their lives that pushed them to change their minds. It changed the attitudes about who Jesus was. Oh, yes, it did. Just as the cross of Christ was the spot where everything changed, we need to allow the crisis that we are experiencing today in 2020 to lead us back to that place at the foot of the cross to lay our fears, to lay our worries, to lay our anxieties, to lay our burdens down, to lay our cares. You know, it came to my mind, Pastor Keith, that there have been examples in the Bible that has shown us how many biblical characters have had a personal crisis, but they took it to the cross. They took it to the foot of Jesus. We saw it when we read about the woman with the issue of blood. She had a crisis for 12 years, but she made her way to Jesus who solved her problem right then and there on the spot. We saw it when we heard about blind Bartimaeus who stood by the side of the road uh, hollering out uh, because he heard that Jesus was coming by. Yeah. He said, Son of David, uh, hallelujah, as the people tried to hush him up, uh, but he yelled all the more. Mm -hmm. I remember a man named Saul uh, who was on a Damascus road, uh, and as he made his way through, uh, hallelujah, he ran in uh, to Jesus, uh,
to better days. When we put Jesus in the middle of our situation, life can be uplifted. I'm not here to tell you that everything will always be perfect. I'm not here to tell you that you will always have money in your pocket. I'm not even here to tell you that you will get a perfect bill of health when you see your doctor next time. But I am telling you that when our crisis meets the loss of our Savior, when the two intersect, we have got to be over. We have got to be delivered. We have got 